Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Brilliant, well great to see you. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're singing great today. There's a brilliant sound of praise in the house today. It's awesome. Awesome. Great. Wonderful. Thanks, Javier. Great. So, um, as, as David said, there's copies of this. It's on our information table. Um, now, we don't want to assume that people know lots to do about prayer. Um, and we're in, this is week, day seven of a week of 21 days of prayer. It's brilliant, isn't it? Well, Leanne and Michael think it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And, you know, and when, when we, the people of God meet with God in prayer, things happen. Things happen. And I'm not going to assume that everyone knows. So in this book, you know, some people have asked, what is fasting? Well, on pages 18 to 19, there's a guide, a simple guide to some fasting. Fasting is, is going without something so you can connect with God. It might be going without media. It might be going without food. But there's some different opportunities there. Read that so you can look at that. Please don't go away from here today not having a copy of this guide. This will really help you as well, okay? So that's our, our guide. We've produced that for you. There's enough for one each. Some of you think, should I take one for the whole family? No, there's enough for one each. There's plenty, okay? So avail yourself of that, and that would be wonderful. Now, I've got to go quite quickly today because there's a lot of ground to cover. But uh, we're on a, a, a sermon series called Prayer Works because prayer works because we serve, who knows, we serve a, a, God, a mighty God. A mighty God, El Shaddai, a mighty God, who has all, all power, all authority. There's no other name above the name of our God, no other throne. Every throne has to submit to our God. So prayer works. Prayer works. He doesn't answer all of our prayers, but thank God for that. Because some of the prayers that we, he doesn't answer are actually answers to prayer. Because if he gave us everything I wanted, it wouldn't necessarily do me good. So we, but prayer works. But also understand that prayer Works. Prayer requires work. Hands up, you find prayer hard at times. We, we all find prayer hard at times. The prayer requires work, it provides travail. A key verse for us is, is this um, The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So understand that your prayers are going to work m- many things. Your prayers are going to avail much. Doesn't necessarily need superheroes like um, Elisha and Elijah or the person next to you. It's all of us. Our prayers, your prayer, will avail much. And last week, last week, last week, last week, we went through the prayer of Jabez as a pattern for prayer. And we learned about blessing, influence, presence, protection. This one prayer, this one man, availed much in his life, and he ended up having a school of, um, with a, with a um, school that was raised up with disciples. But bless me indeed, enlarge my territory, your hand would be with me, keep me from evil. Some may say, well, that's a selfish prayer. No, because at the end of that prayer, it says that God granted his requests. So if you can pray a prayer like that, God, help me. And in this um, booklet, there are different um, models of prayer that can help you in your prayer times over these 21 days. So please use that as a tool. So that was a prayer of Jabez last week. And this week, we are looking at the tabernacle prayer. So there's a few things I need to go through very quickly. But we've all said it earlier that we find prayer hard. Whether you're here in the room today or listening on podcasts, we all find prayer hard at different times. Even a number of times, I lose count, sometimes I'm praying. And I might be assume different positions. I might pray. I often, I'm a pacer. 
Hands up if you're a pacer. You like to pace around in prayer. It keeps me awake, but it also just gives me energized. And, um, but sometimes I, I kneel and I pray. And a number of times, even this week, <laughs> even this week, the Anne found me downstairs <laughs> in the small hours of the morning, a head bowed on the sofa. And I had two red patches on my head. Because <laughs> prayer is hard sometimes, isn't it? And uh, our, you know, our, 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 our spirit might be willing. Sometimes our, our flesh is weak. Yeah. And prayer sometimes is hard. And we might go through different patterns and think, oh, this, I'm not finding any freedom. It feels like my prayers are hitting the ceiling. Even on Friday this week, I was praying and having an extended time. And it just seemed hard work. Hard work. And then this, this, I had this thought about actually worshipping God, but use, use songs that worship God, not just, not just worship, talk about ourselves. Worship God. And so I started to play this, this, this song in, my, in, my, in my, the room where I was, I was praying. And it was all about God. It was all about who God is and what he's done in my life and how I can praise him because of who he is. And something started to shift. I suddenly found a connection with God because I was praising, but I had to go to a place where, literally, I'll be honest, I was spending a time about extended time with God, but it was hard work. Up to that point, it was hard work, and suddenly something shifted, and the Spirit of God just came alive upon me. I could enter in fully. So there's a stages with it. In our prayer times, there's stages. Don't think it's going to be easy, but know there's absolute delight. There's delight in prayer that you will know another, another substance that you may take on earth. Yeah. Drugs, alcohol, there's no other place in connecting with our living God. Because yeah. God loves us. And we are spiritual beings. Yeah. We're spiritual beings. God wants to connnect with our innermost being. Yes. But the problem is we are jars of clay. Yes. We're in a body. And yet God wants to connect with us. We have to get through how we feel sometimes. Yeah. If you like, it starts with desire. Going to cultivate that desire. Maybe some of us in the room today or listening on podcasts, we've cultivated desire. God, I want a desire to pray. Yes. Maybe that's the first part. Then you desire to pray. Well, we're in a, a 21 day of, of prayer and fasting. Well, I'm going to do something. I'm going to desire it. The second day would be discipline. You've got to move from that desire, I want to do this, yes. to actually, I'm going to trudge through it. It's hard work, God. Amen. I'm going to try and set my alarm a little bit earlier. I'm going to pray, and it seems like I'm falling asleep. I'm going to pray. Do it again. Go again. Pray again, because yes. then you'll move to a, a phase which is absolute delight in God. Yes. Absolute delight in God. Yes. You know, God wants you, he loves you so much. He loves me so much. He loves us. He lavishes love upon us. But, you know, he, wanna, he wants to connect with us. Yes. You know, like all of us want relationship, don't we? Yes. Father God doesn't need relationship. He doesn't need our relationship, but yes, he longs for it. He longs for it. He longs to hear your voice. He longs to hear your, your broken prayer. Oh, God, I haven't got the words to say. He starts saying, yeah, great. I love that. Just, just keep trying. Keep connecting with me. You don't have to use certain language. Just come as you are. Talk to me as you would a friend. Talk to me. Don't use the, the old King James Version English. Speak to me in your language. Say, God, help me. And God helps us. God enters in. Today we're looking at the tabernacle prayer as a model for prayer. And I want to invite you all to next Friday night, we're going to have a counter night. And um, we're going to be leading us through the night through the actual tabernacle prayer. We're going to be having communion together, we're going to be having loads of praise and worship together. 
lifting up the name of Jesus together, and we're praying along the tabernacle prayers as a principle. So I want to encourage as many of you to come along to that as possible. But what is a tabernacle prayer? Well, keep going. Just to help you, you can go to Hebrews chapter 9, verses 1 to 8, and it talks about the, um, the tabernacle. But the tabernacle was um, a pattern that the Lord gave to Moses um, when he uh, delivered people from, from Israel, sorry, from Egypt. And when he was wandering around the wilderness, he gave him a, a, a pattern for a tent. If you like, it was a walled tent without a ceiling. And on, on YouTube, you can actually YouTube very, see various versions of, of models of this. It's worth doing. So it was like a, a wall, a big wall um, of, of sides. And then in the middle, at the start of it, if you look on the right-hand side there, they came through the outer court. So to pray and to worship um, God, the Israelites, um, in the time of Moses, would come through the, the, the gates into the outer court area. And you would see there was a, a brazen altar, an altar where they did animal sacrifices. And they moved forward into a place where there was a, a labor, and we'll understand that in a minute. And then, then you see like a, another tent. And this tent has got a roof on. So they went into the door of that that second tent, and they went to a place called the holy place. And actually, there, only the priests could go. Only the priests could go into the holy place. The rest of the people could only stay in the outer court. In the only place, they had certain emblems. We're going to talk you through that today and what they meant. And then, there was a place within the, that tent. We had a curtain in front of it called the holy of holies. And only the high priest could go into that. But I want to let you into a little secret. Sounds very elitist, doesn't it? It sounds very special. Only one person could go into that Holy of Holies on behalf of the people. But you are a king and a priest if you're a Christ follower today. We no longer need the tabernacle, this tent, as a way of worshipping and a way of approaching God. But we use it as a protocol. They use it as a protocol into the presence of God but now we can use it as a pattern for our prayer. And it is so effective. I've been praying it so many times. It's so effective. And because you are a king and a priest, it means you can enter the Holy of Holies. Because when Jesus died, the curtain was wrought in two. And so in the time of Abraham, they used to um, set this tent up, pack it down as they were wandering around. And eventually, when the people of God settled in the land we now call Israel, they built the temple. The temple was built on the same pattern as the tabernacle, which is a lot lavish. King Solomon built it. But God gave the pattern for what he wanted the people to worship and the set things. We're going to look, look at each of the different seven items there in our time together today very quickly and what they mean and how we can use them in our prayer. So the first one is the people came to the outer court outer court. He came to the gates through the outer court. And Psalm 100 verse 4 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Yes. Now give me a wave if sometimes you come to a church service and you may not feel like praising God. Be honest, come on. You might, kids might be playing up and you got angry or cross or you're just tired, you've had a long week at work, a long season at work and you're just tired and you come to church because you think it's the right thing to do and it is the right thing to do but in you just, oh, just don't feel like it today I'm not feeling it God knows that God knows that and the people came to the outer court and the psalmist here says enter his gates the gates before the outer court with 
thanksgiving and into the outer courts with praise. Because when we come with thanksgiving and praise, our perspective changes. Something shifts, something changes within us. Thanksgiving is what the outer court represents. And in your prayer times, what can you give thanks for? Here's a challenge for you. Can you this day of never seven, or the next seven days think of something brand new to thank God for that you've never thanked him for in your life? So we all have things to thank him for. We can thank him literally, I've said it before, we've got change in our back pockets. We're part of the world's wealthiest population. Thank him for food in our cupboards, that we can go to the shops and buy some food, cook some food. Some of us badly, some of us well. Um, but, you know, we, we cook, but we, you know, we've got people around us, we've got relationships, we've got church, we've got people. There's so many things, count your blessings, name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done as the song went. Come on. Shout out. Maybe, maybe come on. Shout out some things we can thank God for. Come on. House. Thank God for Annie. For Annie. Car. Car. Food. Heating. Garden. Garden. Sunlight. Sunlight. Gardener. Gardener. Shoes. Well, yeah, thank God for shoes. Absolutely. But, you, you know, so much. So my challenge to you this week would think about some fresh things. Think about maybe the seasons in your life that God has brought you through as a Christ follower. Those difficult seasons where you've been praying and it, 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 life just sucked at the time. But looking back, you see the hand of God and the blessing of God because you're still alive. You're still alive. You're still here on planet Earth. You've got breath in your body because God has brought you through. Those difficult seasons where you've got angry or frustrated but God brings us through. Yes. It comes with a, a sense of thanksgiving, praise. What can you thank God for this week? Spend some moments. Spend one minute in your devotion time. Spend two minutes, whatever you can do. I promise you it will probably lead to longer and longer and longer because it will surprise you what the Lord has done in your life. Yes. Those with children, those with family. Thank God for them. Take, take them granted. And suddenly our, our picture of God, we may have come into our, our time with God feeling, oh, I don't really fancy this today, but I'm going to do it. Discipline, discipline, desire, discipline. And suddenly you start to thank him and get a sense of new perspective and delight. Wonderful. That's the outer court, number one, thanksgiving. Number two, the brazen altar, the cross of Jesus. The brazen altar is where the people would come and they would bring um, sacrifices, animal sacrifices, as a way of atoning for their, their sting, sins they've done wrong, saying, God, would you forgive me? Would you accept me? And the animals were brought, and the, and the priests would then slaughter the animals and shed the blood on the altar because sin had to be paid for. So in that time, animals were killed so that the, their life, life for a life. Life of the animal meant that the, the life of the person was covered, their sins were covered. Give me a wave, have you ever done anything wrong? For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. And if we were alive at that time, we would need to, if we're worshipping God with the people of Israel at that time, we'd have to bring our animals. But thank God, we don't have to do that anymore. Thank God, because of the cross of Jesus. Jesus knew this was a foreshadow. This was a, a prototype. This was like a, something that came in advance of what was going to happen. And God knew all along that he was going to send his son Jesus, who was going to be the ultimate sacrifice 
that was going to die on the cross and the blood that was spilt on that cross meant that you and I could come to him with free access and say, God, would you forgive me? Would you forgive me for my sin? From the past, from the present, would you forgive me? And the blood that was shed cleanses us. We know a washing, we know a forgiveness. Do you know, many people need many things from medical doctors, but I'm convinced that the biggest need that humanity has is the need for forgiveness. The need for forgiveness. The need for forgiveness. The cross of Jesus. And when we come to the cross of Jesus and, and think about the blood, it's just thinking, it's saying, God, I'm sorry, but it's also saying, God, I'm so thankful for your cross. He didn't, see, he could have come and died, and he could have come in a different era. God could have orchestrated it. Jesus came in modern era, say in America, some state in America where they have electric chair or something, and, or injection, and he could have died a less gruesome way. But he came during the times of the Roman and was killed on a Roman cross. But hallelujah, he rose again. He rose again. He rose again. So when you come to this point, you say, God, I'm sorry, but thank you for your cross. Thank you for your blood. Thank you that I have friendship with you because of that. And just moving on quickly. Psalm 103, verses 2 to 5 can help us with this. It says, I'm going to say this out loud together. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Friends, this is what the, the blood of Jesus has done for every single one of us who are followers of Christ Jesus. If you're here today and you're not yet a follower of Christ Jesus, then today, this could be your day where you come into a relationship with him and he, and he blesses your life like never before. If we open up our hearts to him. There we've got forgiveness of sins. Salvation. When we come to that point of knowing God and being sons and daughters of the living God. He heals our diseases. There's healing, friends. There's healings in, in the cross, and the blood. He redeems your life from the pit. That's redemption. He turns our life around. He sets our new... We're going our own way. We come to Jesus. He sets our new direction for our feet. A new way to, to do life with him who knows best crowns you with love and compassion. It's like he puts a, a crown on our head, transforming our mind, our thinking. God, I don't want to think like that anymore. I don't want to go that anymore. I want to think differently, go differently, walk my life differently. And he transforms us. We're not fully transformed yet, amen? No. But day by day, we're walking into his likeness. We fall down, but we get up. And we're walking into his likeness. Transformation. Who satisfies your desires with good things. There's blessing for you, friends. There's blessing. The world we live in isn't without our challenges, but there is blessing. Blessing for you. The cross of Jesus. My challenge to you this week as you're praying, think about the cross of Jesus. Think about the blood that he shed. Thank him for that. And remember what it accomplished in your life. In your life. Then we move to number three. So the, the labor. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual 
worship. And this laver was a, um, a bowl of water. And in the bottom of the bowl, there was, there was like mirrors. So as the, the priest came on behalf of the people and washed their hands, cleansed them, their hands, they could see a reflection of themselves in the bottom of the laver. We all need a reflection of ourselves, don't we? Sometimes when we see the reflection of ourselves, we may not truly like what we see. Can I tell you, God loves what he sees. He loves what he sees. He loves you and I so much. Yes, we have our sin, but we thank God for the cross and we say, forgive us, Lord. But in here, it's cleansing, it's preparation, it's washing. When you have a shower or a bath, you just wash and you get out and you feel clean. Maybe you've been in mud or, I don't know, just got yourself dirty, you've been in the garden, as someone said earlier. I hate gardening. <laughs> the bane of my life. But, you know, some people love it. You know, it's for me, it's a necessary thing I do. Love it. Brilliant. Brilliant. Fantastic. It's, oh, it's great. It's great. You come through my garden anytime. Um, Romans, yeah, but present your bodies. And in this, we, we can present every part of our body. Maybe we could start with our mind. Lord, here's my mind. Lord, you know, sometimes the thoughts I think, they're not honouring to you. Help my mind this day not to wash my mind this day. May I not lust today. My mind, help me to have the mind of Christ. Help me to think your thoughts, not my thoughts. Move to our ears, Lord. I present my ears. Wash my ears. Help my ears to hear your voice today. Help me to hear you and follow you and do what you want me to do today. Speak to me today. Lord, here are my eyes. Wash my eyes that I may see See you clearly, Lord. See other people. See my world around me as you see me, Lord. Help me to see as you see other people. Let me lend a hand of kindness to people. Lord, here's my heart. When my heart gets hurt so often, gets angry, frustrated, feels joy, feels sadness. But today I offer you my heart. Would you cleanse it today that I may live wholeheartedly for you? Here's my hands. May they live for you. These thumbs, these fingers, may they click on and scroll on the right things that are honouring to you and not evil. Here's my feet. May my feet today be ready to give people good news. May they go in the right places, not the wrong places. May they run to good and not to evil. Lord, I wash my whole body. As you enter a time of the labour which is Cleansing, preparation, it's like washing. Yes. Go through your body. Go to every part. Say, God, I present this to you. I'm preparing myself before the day's even begun. Yes. Prepare me. In Jesus' name. Then we have the candlestick. It was a seven, seven-pronged candlestick with obviously seven candles on, representing the Holy Spirit. Yes. Sevenfold means perfection. The seven eyes of the Holy Spirit. Isaiah said, 11, chapter 11, verse 2, the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, counsel and of might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Friends, we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. We are a Pentecostal church. That means we celebrate the, at the time of the, first, of the Pentecost, coming of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came. The gift of the Holy Spirit is for all believers. It's for all of us. So it's like saying, God, I can't live without you. Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my day. I welcome you into my day. 
I need power, which basically means ability. I need your ability to live today. Because friends, if we do it in our own strength, we'll react, we'll get cross, we'll get annoyed, we'll flip out. But with the work of the Holy Spirit, just think, no, don't nudge the Holy Spirit within us. We can live according to his way for our life. But he also wants to give every single one of us gifts. He's got to give us so many gifts. So many gifts. There's so many um, passage scriptures you can turn to. 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12. You look at different gifts. And there's, there's lots of gifts. And, you, and Paul wrote, you know, eagerly, eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially it may prophesy. It may speak to the word over someone. Eagerly desire spiritual gifts. So it might be at this point, say, God, I really want to have a word of knowledge. I really want to walk in prophecy. God, I want to have the, the speak in other tongues. God, I want to be able to lay my hands on people who are sick and see them recovered. But also, fan into flames the gifts that God has already given you. What gifts has God given you? I pray, God, as a pastor, help me to stir up the gift of being a pastor to a greater measure. Lord, the gifts of administration over my life. Help me to administer better. Lord, the gift of being able to communicate. Help me to do that better. Help me to fan to flame. The gift of communication. What has God given you? What can you fan into flame over the course of your week? And some of you might think, well, I don't know what gifts God has given me. Well, later on this year, we want to have a course. We can help you to start to discover what gifts God has already given you. And that you can fan to flame. But also, ask someone else that loves you. Ask someone else that cares for you. What do you see in me? What gifts do you see in me? Ask maybe two or three people who who know you. And let them speak into you. Well, I see this. I see that. I see you've got a heart for this. I see you've got passion for this. And you'll see, just go to two or three different people that know you. Then there might be some some, some common ground, which they're all saying the same thing. So you start to thank God for that gift. Thank God for those passions. God has put within you, but we need the Holy Spirit and we need the gifts. Number five, the table of showbread, which is the word of God. And what they used to do, now we're going into, um, so we, from, the, from the candlestick, we've already gone into the, ho- into the holy place, okay? And the table of showbread, they used to cook fresh, um, 12 fresh um, loaves of bread. And it's only on display. Fresh loaves of bread, which represents the word of God. Friends, we need the word of God. Maybe at this time in your, in your prayer, you just think, God, I want to read your word. I don't know where to start. Well, you can maybe start with the Gospels if you're not used to reading. You can, um, you can maybe start with the Psalms. Romans chapter 8, brilliant chapter. Psalms 23, 34, 27. There's so many different great Psalms. Um, or you can download the YouTube app, and you can find some amazing sort of uh, devotions that can help you through maybe a, a verse a day. The YouTube app has the verse of the day. That can be a starting point for some of us. Or we might be able to read a chapter a day. But we let the word of God come into us. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This is God's command to Joshua. Keep the book of the law always on your lips. So as we're reading, it's good to speak out what we're reading sometimes. Meditate on it day and night. Sometimes some of us want to do the the Bible in a year, and that's great. But when you're doing it at such a fast pace, we can't meditate on it. I've been meditating on one verse this whole week. 
One verse that God's put in my heart. I've been chewing it over, thinking about it, praying it out, letting it, the words just sink into my spirit, meditating on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Go back. Matthew chapter 4. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So we need fresh word. God might have spoken to you last year, last month. Well, that was last year, last month. But what is he saying to you today? Open my ears, Lord, that I might hear. Open my eyes that I may see. Open my mouth that I may speak your word. Open up the word during your time. Number six. The altar of incense. Proverbs 18 verse 10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. This is all about worship. It's all about worshipping God. Worshipping God. And we come to this place and we, we think about the names of God. The na- there's different names of God that he's, he's, he's been given. In the, in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew, often we'd have like things, El or um, Jehovah were two names that mean God. And they'd join it with a, um, a, an adjective that describes the nature of God. So there's so many different adjectives or names of God in Scripture. Like I said earlier, friends, let's be a church. I feel really passionate about this. That when we're worshipping, let's choose songs that lift up the name of God. Amen. Above everything else. Because that is true worship. So you come and say, God, I love you. And you will see a breakthrough in your prayer when you start to lift up the name of God. Let me show you something very quickly. This is a whole message in itself. Psalm 23. We all know that, don't we? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, leaves me beside the still waters. He restills my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And in there alone, I can see 11 names of God. I'm not going to go through all the the Hebrew bit today. The Lord is your shepherd. That's your starting point. The name of God, that he's your shepherd. If he's not your shepherd, then none of the rest of the names mean anything else to you. But if he's someone that we're following, if you're a Christ follower, then he's your shepherd. If you're not yet a Christian today, he could be your shepherd even today. Because if he's your shepherd, he will make you lie down in green pastures and lead you beside still waters. He's our peace, friends. God is our peace. He's our peace. Ultimately, peace between God and man on the cross of Jesus. But he gives us peace. He restores my soul. He restores us. He heals us, friends. He heals us. He leads you in paths of righteousness. Friends, he's our righteousness. You cannot live this life in your own strength, but God is our righteousness. No matter what you've done in the past, when you've said, God, I'm sorry, would you forgive me? He says, you're righteous, you're clean. You're forgiven, you're chosen. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Jehovah Shammah, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. He's my banner, guys. He's our victory, friends. He's our victory. He's our victory. You know my head with oil, my cup runs over. 
Surely goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Why don't we stand to our feet very quickly? The Ark of the Covenant is about intercession. Intercession. So the high priest would go in and uh, he would intercede on behalf of the people. And, and, and if he did it wrongly or inappropriately, he could die because the presence of God, because the Ark of the Covenant, and the film readers of The Last Ark got this so well, so right, in how they sort of recreated the Ark. But God wants us to intercede. We are kings and priests, and God wants us to intercede. You can pray for other people. Friends, I don't care who you are today. If you're a Christ follower, you can pray for other people. Your prayers will count as much as... as the Archbishop of Canterbury. It doesn't matter. Your prayers matter. How can you pray? Very quickly. Pray for leaders. Pray for leaders. Spiritual leaders. Pray for civil leaders. Pray for our Prime Minister. Regardless of what we think of him or our political um, affiliation, pray for Boris Johnson. Pray for the, the Tory party. Pray for them. It's what God is asking us to do. Pray for your family. Pray for your, your parents in your home. Pray for those who have leadership on you in the workplace. Pray for your family. Thank God for your family. Pray for their needs, immediate, extended. Pray for the church, friends. The church needs prayers. Pray for the, us as your pastors and leadership team. Pray for life group and leaders and teams and members and vision and the mission. God, we need, we need your prayer. We need your prayer. Pray for this beautiful community around us, Lemon Spa. They need your prayer. Don't forget to pray for you. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Just a pattern of prayer. But God is wanting to raise up a people in this place who know what it is to pray. Who know what it is to pray. And this prayer is for you. I want to ask you to close your eyes, bow your heads right now in the presence of God. But he wants to know, raise up people who know what it is to pray. And you can pray. Every single one of us, and the sound of my voice, you can pray. And God loves to hear your prayer. He loves to hear your prayer. But sometimes we put it off because I don't feel like it, or I don't want to, or I'm too tired. But God wants you over this, even this, this next week. Break it down this next day. Break it down this next week. What can you do to move into a place of prayer? Some of you need to come to encounter some of you need to come on lunchtime because when we're coming together to pray, it's so much easier. There's encouragement in praying together. But if you're by yourself, you've got some different tools that you can use to pray. Pray for five minutes. Pray for ten minutes. Pray for an hour. Pray for what you can, but pray. Pray. Text message prayers. Sentence prayers. Paragraph prayers. Essay prayers. Whatever you can do, but you need to take a step forward. And right now, where every head is bowed and eyes shut, just feel God, God wants you to draw you into play, a fresh place of prayer. And if you're here today, with the sound of my voice, and you're saying, God, within me, I want to pray this week. I want to pray this week. I want to step, take a step forward in you of prayer. I want to up my prayer life by five minutes, ten minutes, whatever it looks like for you personally. I want to I respond to the invitation by Almighty God for prayer today. Just raise your hand. I'm going to pray a prayer over you very quickly. Wonderful. God wants to hear your prayers this week. Wonderful. Wonderful. It's for everyone to move from that place of desire through discipline 
and hard work is that place of delight which is for every single one of us. Father, I pray for those that are responding today. I pray that, Lord, you would help them. Help us all, Father. Help us all to move, take a step forward towards you in intimacy this week. Father God, that place of prayer with you. Help us to know that our prayers are making a difference. Bring us to that place called delight, that place where our spirit comes alive and we know that our prayers are no longer hitting the ceiling or seemingly so, but we know there's a connection with the, the heavenly realm and the King of Kings and the Spirit of God and that we are making a difference to our prayers and our travail. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Keep your heads bowed and eyes shut and just think right now of one thing you're going to do differently this week in your prayer. In your prayer times, if you're going to come and gather to pray, whether you're going to spend a bit longer in prayer, whatever it looks like for you. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.